0: Got a great finisher living on the inside of you. He that started you at the beginning is going to take you through to the end, and you're going to finish, and you're going to finish well, and you're going to finish strong in Jesus' name.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. Author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the Scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and welcome to Life Talk. Thank you much for tuning in today. You know, the more I go on in my walk with the Lord Jesus, the more I realize how perfectly he modeled the way we ought to do life. Jesus was perfect in his responses to adversity, in his disciplined lifestyle, in the way he handled people, and in the way he defeated Satan's temptations. You name it, Jesus blazed the trail for us in a way that we can follow in our own lives. And he also perfectly persevered in the race of faith. As we've learned so far in our series, Run With Endurance, Jesus showed us how to keep our eyes focused on our purpose. He was not deterred by the undependability of man, by the slander of critics, or by difficult circumstances. For the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross, refused to be shamed by others, or to be ashamed of God himself personally. Join me now as we continue our look at the race of faith and at the pattern Jesus left For all of us to follow, let's get right to the message. When he was then crucified to that tree, the cross comprised so much more than what we tend to think of. His whole life was a sacrifice. His whole life was a dedication. His whole life was committed. That was Jesus And do you know that when he was 12 years old, he knew who he was? You talk about precocious. You talk about genius. You talk about somebody with a mind you can't wrap your own mind around. Jesus. At 12 years old, he's sitting in the temple asking doctors questions that blew their mind. They were amazed. They were stunned. They were stupefied at the wisdom that came out of this seeming kid. He knew who he was when he was 12. His parents find him after three days, frantic, thought he was lost. He said, don't you know that I was about my father's business? We'd like to hear that from a (laughs) 30-year-old. He knew about all the predictions of the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. He knew about the predictions in the Psalms. He'd read them. He was the one that inspired the writers to write them. David wrote in Psalms 22, Jesus knew this one inside out. My life is poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like some baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. I'm so thirsty and my tongue is swollen. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of wild dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. That was written a thousand years before the cross was invented. Inspired of God. I can count all my bones. I can count them all because they're all sticking out. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and they throw dice for my clothing. I'm nothing to them. I'm naked, bleeding. They took my one-piece garment and they're throwing dice for it. That's what I mean to them. And yet, listen to me now. Though all of these things Jesus knew, I want to tell you, Jesus' life was characterized by joy. Everybody say the word joy with me. You say, well, Pastor Jeff, that was pretty heavy stuff to lead into talking about joy. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Jesus had a cheerful disposition. See, the first thing that endurance means is a cheerful disposition. Jesus had joy. Do you know that Jesus was always saying to his disciples, Hey, be of good cheer. What's the matter with you? Do you know that God did not come to put a frown on your face? He did not come to make you look like the worst thing that ever happened to you was you got saved. He came to give a skip in your step, a smile on your face, and a gleam in your eye. He came to lift you out of depression and out of the mully grubs and give you a reason to live. That one of the earmarks of somebody that's really close to God is joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He gives joy unspeakable and full of glory. That one of the earmarks of somebody that really knows God is joy. It's joy. Can you imagine Jesus having to tell the disciples, hey, cheer up, what's the matter with you? I'm the one going to the cross. In John 15, he told his disciples, I told you these things, everything that I've taught you, that's what he's saying, everything that I've taught you, I have given you these things so that you will be filled with my joy and your joy will overflow. Do you know how Jesus pictured his disciples, you and me, those of us who say we know him, he envisioned us, pictured us, desired for us and predicted that we would have joy that was overflowing Now, some of you, if you even smiled, your face would not know what to do. If you smiled, people around you would go into shock. Because to you, to be really committed to God is to be somber and sober and sullen. And you say to somebody, hey, why are you so so serious? Because Jesus is coming again. Well, that ought to put a smile on your face. The trumpet's about to blow. As Andre Crouch, who just went to be with the Lord just a couple of weeks ago, he's seen the Lord now. He used to sing, Soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. Hallelujah. Look at all the people he reached. You knew the song. Joy is one of the clear earmarks of somebody Who's close to the Lord. He puts a smile on your face. The joy of the Lord. You don't have to smoke something to get it. You don't have to shoot something to get it. You don't have to drink something to get it. You don't have to snort something to get it. And I'm talking to Colorado here. You don't have to numb yourself out. You don't have to stupefy your brain. You don't have to commit intellectual suicide. You don't have to take anything from the outside in to get joy. Listen, joy is an inside job. And it comes from knowing the Lord. We need to change our whole view of Christianity. Christianity is a joyful faith. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. And the more you walk in that relationship, the more joy that you've got. He said, well, Pastor Jeff, are you always that way? No, 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 no. But you know what? I work on it, and I'm sure more that way than I used to be. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Thank God for the joy of the Lord. See, some of you are going off to a restaurant when this is over today. And if you're real serious and sullen and depressed, don't tell them you were here. If you got some joy, then I want you to go out there and say that they say, Why are you so happy? Hey, we just worship the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I've got the joy of Jesus, and I was just at turning point. Because the greatest billboard for God is a smiling Christian. Not a fake Christian, not a phony Christian, but one that really has the joy of the Lord. One of my favorite posters I ever saw of Jesus, it was a poster that showed him walking down a road and on one arm was Peter on the other arm was John and Jesus' head was thrown back and he had this great big like he was laughing hard and I said how often do we think of Jesus that way? I'm going to tell you Jesus enjoyed life he enjoyed his creation he had joy and part of his endurance was he kept that joy and walked in good cheer some of you need to develop a sense of humor in your home Some of you, your animals wouldn't know what to do if you laughed out loud. (laughs) Your kids would say, what's wrong with mom and dad? I mean, you need to tell some jokes, good jokes, clean jokes, but jokes. Have a sense of humor. It's not all so serious and sullen. And, you know, I told the first service, I said, you know, when I'm going to meet my staff at the restaurant, sometimes I get there later than them. Here's what I do. When I get there and it's full and it's lunchtime, I don't look for them as much as I listen for them. Because wherever you hear laughter coming from the table like they're drinking a bunch of margaritas and they're not, that's my staff. And they're smiling, they're laughing, they're having a good time, they're happy folks. And that's the way I find them. And so you go up to them and say, why are you so happy? Well, the Lord came into my heart. I once was lost, now I'm found, was blind, but now I see I've got so many things to thank God for and it's just put joy in my heart. Joy of the Lord. So say with me, Bible endurance is cheerful, but it's cheerful for a reason. Here's the reason. It's fixed focus. It's fixed focus. Listen to what it says of Jesus, who for the joy set before him, Jesus had something before him, in front of him, down the road that he looked forward to, that he couldn't wait to arrive at. He had a joy set before him by God, set before him. Who for the joy that was set before him. He was looking forward to something. That's what hope is. Hope is when you wake up and you say, man, I'm excited about what might happen today because I know who's got my life in his hands. Therefore, I'm excited about what's going to happen with my life. I have hope. Hope is when you wake up looking forward to tomorrow." Hope is when you wake up and you say, Good morning, Lord. Not good Lord, it's morning. Now watch this. Who for the joy set before him endured. Do you see how it connects them? The joy set before him, he endured. Who for the joy set before what he was looking forward to, empowered him to endure. To endure the cross. Now, what was the joy that was set before Jesus? What was he so looking forward to? The joy that was set before Jesus is in this room. Think with me a minute. The joy that was set before Jesus is in this room. The joy that was set before Jesus is where he is right now, at the right hand of the Father. The joy that was set before Jesus was redeeming millions and millions and millions of people from the clutches of the devil, from a fiery hell into a glorious heaven. The joy set before him was his resurrection from the dead, his exaltation by God the Father, and his ultimate destination, that being heaven right next, seated right next to God the Father. The Bible says in verse 2 of Hebrews 12, the same verse, says... He is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God, and that was the joy set before Him. He was looking forward to it. And because He saw what was going to happen beyond the cross, He endured the cross, Peter wrote, of Jesus He has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to Him. And He knew that's what would happen if He died on the cross for you and for me. So there is going to be a day. When every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Every angel in heaven, every man, woman, and child on earth, every demon spirit and Satan himself in a devil's hell is going to have to say, He is Lord. And Jesus saw that coming. He saw that coming. Jesus saw that coming. And He said, Oh man, I see what is coming beyond this cross. And you know what He did? He kept His focus on what was coming not what was. He said, I'm not going to focus on these nails. I'm not going to focus on these unfaithful people. I'm not going to focus on my sleeping disciples. I'm not going to focus on the devil, the demons, the trials, the difficulties. I'm not going to focus on the garden. I'm not going to focus on any of these things. I am focused, my joy, there is a joy set before me. And that's my premium, premier, supreme, exclusive focus. I am focused on the joy set before me. Now, let me talk to you about your focus for a minute. Focus is everything. Most people in here maybe never stopped and thought about how important focus is. But focus will make you or break you. Whatever your focus is. We've all got to focus. Something dominates everybody's day. Some focus dominates everybody's day. Some are focused on money. Some are focused on people. But your focus, you will become what you are focused on. The Bible says, While we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So we have our eyes peeled on Jesus, and as we are focused on the things that are not seen, we are transformed into His image by from faith to faith and glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Your focus will decide what you become. It will determine if you're happy or sad. Your focus... If you're upbeat or down, if you're victorious or you're defeated, if you're conquered or you're the conqueror, your focus will decide that each and every day. That's why every day I start my day with the Bible, because I want to set my focus for that day. Jesus had a focus that was penetrating. It was laser-like. His focus was on what was coming once he was beyond the cross. If you want to be distressed, look within. Look within. If you want to be defeated, look back. If you want to be distracted, look around. If you want to be dismayed, look ahead. But if you want to be delivered, look up. Look up. Look at what the apostle tells us in Hebrews 12 too. He says, looking, see what he's talking about, focus? He says, run with endurance, the race set before you. Here's how, looking, looking unto looking unto Jesus, focused on Him like a laser, looking unto Jesus who started your faith and He's going to end it. He that began a good work in you is going to finish it to the day of Jesus Christ. You didn't come up with your faith, He gave you your faith. He started it, He's going to finish it and He's going to carry you between A and Z, the whole walk of faith, He's carrying you looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Paul had the same focus. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race. And receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So notice, He said, I'm running this race and I've got to focus. And it's that one thing, this one thing I do, I keep that focus strong. Have you noticed? If you lose your focus on Jesus, you always drift. Have you noticed that? Lose your focus for a month and you'll drift. Because we are looking unto Jesus, our healer. Jesus, our deliverer. Jesus, our strength. Jesus, our encourager. Jesus, our guide. Jesus, our forerunner. Jesus, the one who went before us. Jesus, who is soon going to return. Jesus, we're focused on him. Focused on him. So what is our focus? It's him. And you know what? Our reward is going to be Jesus himself. Can you believe... Just think about the day that you're going to look right in his face. The Bible says, Beloved, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we do know that when we see him, we will be instantly like him. For we shall see him as he is. And whoever has that hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. That's what John wrote. So... We're going to see Jesus, and and what a joy to be fixed on. What a joy to be focused on. Do you ever stop and think about that, that you're closer today than you were yesterday to seeing Jesus? One day you're going to look right in His face. One day you're going to look into the eyes of the one that died for you. Jesus said, listen to me, my disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you But I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Now, here's the good part, that you may be where I am, that you may be with me. And any crowns we've gotten, we're going to cast at his feet. We're going to see Jesus. That's to be the Christian's focus. That was his joy and his focus. It says he despised even the shame. You know what that means? It was a shameful thing to be whipped up that Gog off this hill, naked and bleeding in front of men, women, and children. Jesus stripped of his one-piece garment. Carrying that cross until he dropped it and Simon of Cyrene had to carry it for him. Our Savior whipped, beaten beyond recognition, naked. Most would have been terribly ashamed. The Greek word where it says despised, it means he lightly esteemed it. He paid little regard to it. You know why? Because he was peeled, his eye was peeled on the joy set before him. So he endured. So can you say with me, Bible endurance has a cheerful disposition and a fixed focus. And one last thing I want to share with you is a determined purpose. It has a determined purpose. Endurance has a purpose to it. There is a purpose to why we endure. And you know what that determined purpose is? It's very simple. The determined purpose of the race is to finish the race strong. I started, I'm going to finish And I'm going to finish strong. I've been in this thing a long time. When I was 18 years old, I started preaching. And now being 30, I'm telling you. (laughs) I was 18 when I started preaching. And you know, that finish tape is a little closer now. And it's become more important to me. I think in these terms, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish strong. I'm going to finish well. I'm not going to drag. I'm going to break that tape running. Made mistakes. Had good times and bad, but I stayed on the track. And I'm on the track. And I'm running. And I see the tape. And I see Jesus at that tape. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. You're going to make it. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Come on. You come thus far by faith. The purpose of the race is to finish the race well. One of my favorite prophetic descriptions of Jesus, he was speaking in first person through Isaiah. He says, first person, I have set my face like a flint. I've set my face like a flint. That's a statement of courage with a firm commitment to accomplish what God has sent him to do In spite of all the scorn, all the hatred, all the persecution, he said, I have set my face like a flint. In other words, nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to slow me down. Nothing is going to make me trip. Nothing is going to hinder me. I'm going to run all the way to the end until on the cross I say, it is finished. Nothing's going to stop me. I've set my face like a flint. Even when he was coming into Jerusalem where he was going to be crucified and he knew it, Luke nine fifty one says, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Yes. Our Lord's race was marked by determined purpose, and he's the one living inside of us. You've got a finisher living inside of you. You've got a great warrior finisher living on the inside of you. And faithful is he who calls you who also will do it. He that started you at the beginning is going to take you through to the end and you're going to finish and you're going to finish well and you're going to finish strong in Jesus' name. I want you to say this with me. Let's just sum it up. Our race requires endurance marked by a cheerful disposition, a fixed focus, and a determined purpose. I don't know about you, but I'm stirred in my heart by today's message. What a mighty Savior we serve. Now, don't go anywhere because we've got some exciting things to share with all of our LifeTalk listeners you're going to want to take advantage of. I look forward to seeing you next time on LifeTalk. Until then, may God bless you richly is my prayer. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, every time God uses the ministry of Life Talk to transform a life by the power of Jesus Christ, it's because somebody like you gave financially and helped make it possible. Life Talk's daily program is listener supported. So if you're interested in supporting this ministry, call toll free 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111 or visit us online at lifetalkradio.us and make a donation to empower Lifetalk to continue transforming lives with the power of the gospel. Call 877-884-3111 or go online to lifetalkradio.us and give your best gift today.
1: Run with Endurance is the second message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Race. You can own a copy
0: of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to LifeTalkRadio.us or call us toll free at 877 884 3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Race, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111
1: for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111.